So why is your home still sitting unfurnished? Today we're going to talk about the answer, and I bet it's something you could never guess. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Hi, and welcome to episode two of the Welcome Home to the Suburbs podcast. I'm your host, Jill Kalman. Today, I want to talk about mindset and home. I'm going to talk to you about something called the thought model. You might have heard of it. The thought model is based on the fact that our thoughts create our feelings, which then create our actions, which then create our results. And you may think that really has nothing to do with decorating your home, but actually I have found over the past over a dozen years or so working with clients that it actually has everything to do with it. And it's actually the root of why most homes go unfurnished, particularly after you've moved from a city setting that is much smaller and upsized to a much bigger home that you need to furnish. So going back to the thought model, it's based on a circumstance that you have in your life. And it's not a positive or a negative circumstance. It just sort of is. So the new circumstance is that you have a new home to furnish and you have a lot more space than you had before. The thing about the circumstance in and of itself, it's not negative or positive. It's how we think about it that makes it negative or positive. So the circumstance creates some thoughts And some common thinking that I've learned from my clients about furnishing a new home, they usually have thoughts like, I'm afraid I'm going to make a costly mistake. I don't have the money to do it all right now. It's too expensive. I don't want to hire a designer because I want it to look like me. There's so much to do. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to pick. I don't have the time. Does any of that sound like you? A little bit of it sounded like me. I know that when we bought our home here in the suburbs and we were moving from a much smaller setting to a much more space, we didn't plan for everything either. The thing about those thoughts is thoughts like that, like I'm overwhelmed or it's too much money, um, I'm going to make a really costly mistake, they create a feeling. And the feeling is I'm stressed, I'm intimidated and I'm overwhelmed, it's just too much, right? Then when you have feelings like that, what kind of action do you think is going to happen? Probably some inaction. They kind of lead you to do nothing because you almost become paralyzed from having feelings like that. Or you might even take some small actions here and there, but they don't really lead you to the result you need or want, and you kind of have partially done things, things that you don't really like or want. And that's almost equally as bad because then you're using good time and money and yet it's not really completing anything and you're not really achieving a goal. So the result of that sort of inaction or partial action that our feelings created based on our thoughts we had, the result we're going to get is an unfurnished home, a partially furnished home, 
a home that's furnished in a way we don't like it or isn't functional for us. It doesn't support our family or our lifestyle. So we're going to have this unfurnished home that doesn't support us. And I've seen it time and time again. And I've seen people that move and they might've been in the house three or four years even or more, and it's still not furnished. So the longer we wait and we do nothing, the worse it really gets because then nothing ends up happening for several months or years. We never really tackle it. And understanding this firsthand is really why it's going to move you forward to get you the goals that you want in your house. Because no matter what phase of the process you're experiencing, the one thing I want to do is help you get unstuck and help you tackle it. Because once you realize that, your thoughts and your feelings can then lead you to action to create the home that you always dreamed of. So really what the foundation of all that means is, at the root of it, what I've really discovered is that if you think about it, you plan to move, you planned for the cost of the house, right? Like you knew, you probably did some research about where you wanted to move to and what home prices were. And came up with a goal to achieve that to buy your home. You probably also included property taxes, maybe some initial repairs, but you didn't think about the fact that actually having furniture in the house is part of owning a house. So because you hadn't allocated any money to it, it's not that you didn't have the money, maybe or maybe not, but you hadn't set it aside for this. It was not a priority. So the first step really is having an actual plan. I actually have a freebie on my website to help you out with that. And it helps you think about what rooms you need to furnish and how to get that plan in motion and make things a priority and give yourself a timeline and also do a little bit of a thought download and actually think about and write down some of these things that you may be feeling. So it's really important to start with a plan. And from there, we can address the thought model. Because it's just so common to feel all of these things. To give you an example of that, I actually had two clients moving from the city to the suburbs at the same time. And it was right around Christmas time. And they both were young families. One had not quite a two-year-old. The other one had a baby. They were both going to be having babies on the way soon. They needed to get into their homes both by New Year's. And all the floors and every room in the homes needed to be painted. So I took them on at once and I had to get two separate crews to do floors and paint because one crew couldn't do the two homes at the same time. And let's just call them client A and client B for now. So they needed these things done. They both had the same deadline. And client A was really prepared, not just for the move and taking some of these initial steps like the paint and the floors, which is so common but they were prepared to furnish the house. When they called me and when we interviewed with them, they really understood what having some design help entailed. And they were prepared to have a budget toward knowing the fact that they wanted their rooms furnished. They didn't want to move into this new home that they really loved and not have a comfortable place to sit and not have the playroom set up for the kids. So they factored it in And so family A had actually factored in a budget and money to spend to get this new home set up. And they were really smart to do that because great story, but they went from a family of three to a family of six really, really quickly. (laughs) They moved in with the almost two-year-old and she got pregnant with her second child. And in fact, 
the kitchen remodel that we were going to do as one of the last phases got bumped up because the kitchen needed to get done before the new baby came. And we did one of the quickest renovations ever, but we did it. And we got it done in in weeks for her. It might've been six to seven weeks we had the, the new kitchen. But their family grew quickly. And so she was really smart because after that, for her third pregnancy, she got pregnant with twins. So what was great was by the time the twins came, the house really was set up for everybody with playrooms and everything. But really the point is that they planned and they knew ahead of time that they didn't want an empty home or a partially furnished home. They didn't just say, well, okay, let's just get in and we'll figure out the other stuff after, which is super common. And my husband and I are guilty of that too. But they had a plan and they were ready. Client B, on the other hand, they had their floors and their paint done and their home virtually looked like a new house once we did that. It was a big transformation and paint does make a huge impact. So the house had a really good backdrop now to get going. And they had planned to do some rooms with me and little pieces of rooms, but they really hadn't fully budgeted for what they really wanted. So we were able to get a lot of the basics for them, but we never were really able to truly finish everything off with great detail the way it should have been done. And they were always sort of chasing the, oh, we still need this and we still need that. And we have to wait because now the landscaping's come up. And again, that stuff does come up. But if you have planned for the furnishings and set budgets aside, you know, it wasn't a surprise expense and, and that can happen. And I'm not suggesting a surprise expense or something immediate. But they just kept deferring the funds for the furnishings. And that left them sort of on this hamster's wheel of constantly trying to catch up. They were expanding their family as well and had a second baby also while we were working on the design of this house. But they ended up with a completely different home by the time I was done with them than client A. Client B had a kitchen that they really wanted some things changed, but they never got around to it. So we did some stuff with paint and hardware and we, you know, we got it fresh enough. But then even a year after they wanted to pull the backsplash out and do other things. So again, without planning, it really can also change how you've allocated funds and time from the get-go because knocking out a backsplash and pulling up a countertop after you've done some fresh paint and hardware could damage what you already did. So planning is super important. This is, listen, this is a big undertaking. And As an aside, it doesn't mean because you have a whole house, you have to do the whole house at once. Rome was not built in a day. And even as a designer, even for client A, where I was given the whole house to design, we did it in phases. So we took like the first three areas of the house that they wanted done the soonest and we started there and then we sort of had this rolling list and we moved on. Certainly you can undertake a whole house at once, but it takes time and it is okay to do things in phases. Again, as long as you have it planned, then it will happen. So this is not to be critical. This is to just point out and certainly not to be critical because we did the same thing when we moved. We just needed to get the bigger house. I had a two-year-old. I was planning to expand our family and we just wanted to get you know moved in, get the paint, get the floors, some initial things on the outside done. And it wasn't until I started living here for a while and was a full-time mom that I realized all the different things that we we really needed to do. And having a plan ahead of time would have helped dramatically, especially by the time our second baby came, but we did the best that we could. So 
What it comes down to is being ready and having your mindset. You have to be ready to commit, ready to get it done, ready to tackle it, budget it, prioritize for it. The same way you did to go and buy your home or to make the move. It's really important that your mindset be right along with it because home ownership isn't just getting the home and then having the address. It's a whole lot of things involved in home ownership, landscaping, roof repairs, heating, all of those things. And guess what? Having a furnished home is part of home ownership. And that's really the message that I want to relay because so often, for whatever reason, it gets put at the bottom of the list and then people find themselves lacking. So let's circle back to client A and client B for a minute. They were both so similar in terms of their timing. They were both moving to the suburbs. They both had young families. They both, by the way, had both people commuting back to the city for their jobs. So it was a hectic lifestyle with young children. They had so many similarities. The biggest difference was client A had made the plan for it. They had prepared for the move, the cost of the house, the cost of any repairs, the cost of furnishing the house, the cost of having some professional assistance, both with remodel and design, landscaping, et cetera. And they had set a budget for themselves and set money aside for it. Client B, on the other hand, had only allocated for partial. And that partially done stuff or unfinished stuff left them always feeling sort of frustrated, disorganized, frazzled, kind of chasing, chasing, chasing when they could get the next thing completed. And with their busy lifestyles, it made it much more difficult. So with client A, because they had planned and they were both leaving very early in the morning, coming home after dinner, the house was set up for their full-time childcare person to know where everything was for the kids, have proper play areas for the kids. The kitchen was good for meal prep and getting things out and organized, and it supported their busy lifestyle. Client B, on the other hand, was always sort of running a little frantic, and it just was always lacking something which affected how they were able to live, and it makes a really big impact. On another episode, I'll be talking about the psychology of home and how it can affect your mood and your psyche and our uh, the neurons in our brain actually pick up on our surroundings. But in this case, really more, it was because there was so much left undone, it created an environment for to be a little bit more disorganized, a little bit more frantic, a little bit more hectic. So again, you can't do it all at once, but at least if you have a plan in place and you know, well, this part we're going to do now and then the next part we can do X, at least if it's planned for, you can come up with temporary solutions in the home to kind of get through that time in between where it's maybe not going to all be done. So I'm not suggesting again that all has to be done and it's not going to all happen with a magic wand like you see on TV. It just unfortunately doesn't work that way. But With some time, with planning, you can absolutely have the home of your dreams. You absolutely can, and not everything has to cost a million dollars. And that's the other part of the information I want to impart with you in this podcast, that there's going to be a whole other one episode that I do about mixing the highs and lows and being able to have style. So there's all kinds of ways to do it. But today, what I really wanted to talk about was your mindset about this. So again, you have a circumstance, which is that you have purchased a new home and you need to furnish it, and it's a lot more square footage than most likely what you came from, and that circumstance is giving you thoughts. 
And the thoughts could be, it's just too much. We can't do it all right now. I just don't know what to pick. I would make a mistake. And those things create feelings like I'm kind of frustrated now because I have more people I have to host at my house and it's always empty and it doesn't look like my neighbors. I might even feel embarrassed. I feel overwhelmed. I feel disorganized. I feel flustered, all those things. And that then leads to action. And in the case of those feelings, it's probably inaction. It makes us procrastinate. It makes us put it off. The fearfulness makes us not attempt to make any type of investment for fear of a mistake. And those actions or inactions are the result. And the result is nine and a half times out of 10, probably higher, that I've seen where somebody will have a partially or completely unfinished house and it is not serving them, their family, their lifestyle. And listen, you want to walk in the door at the end of the day and sort of feel like your home's giving you a big hug. It needs to support you. It's the place where we just have to kind of fall. It's our respite. It's our happy place. It's our sad place. It's our sick place. It's our well place. It's everything. So I've never believed more that it's so important. And so probably going to talk more about this mindset and bring on some guest interviews for you to discuss it further, but I wanted to plant the seed now. And in fact, as part of laying this foundation, two things I want you to do that I think could help. Just jot down on a piece of paper the thoughts you're having about moving into a bigger space and the challenges you feel. And then write down the feeling that's creating those various thoughts and what you think your actions might be based on feeling like that and your end result. The bigger thing to do is let's reverse that model for a minute. So what if we start with the result? And the result would be a furnished home that supports my family and lifestyle. Because I think ultimately, that is what you want when you're moving. It's just how to get there. So let's say that's the result. Well, then your action is going to change to making a plan for it, setting aside money for it, maybe hiring somebody for it, maybe not, doing it on your own, but you've made a plan and you set a budget aside. Feelings then based on that, might make you, instead of feeling overwhelmed and fearful, maybe you're going to be calm, excited, and happy. Then, what thoughts would you need to have to create that? Well, your thoughts might change, and the thoughts might now become, you know what, this is a priority to have furniture, to have the home furnished. And this is part of owning a home. And this is manageable and doable. We can create a plan to get there on our timeline, on our budget, with or without help. And furnishing a home is going to make me and make my family feel good about where I live. The circumstance is the very same thing, but you see how different our thoughts change the outcome? So after you've written down the first part that I mentioned, reverse it and start with the result being, I'm going to have a furnished home that supports my family and my lifestyle, and then see where you would have to have some different thoughts about that. And the outcome is completely different. Pretty amazing. Make sure you go to my website at jillcommoninteriors.com slash planner, or if you go right to the homepage, you'll be able to click and get the planner. And if you don't have my mini moving guide, that's there for free also. And that really helps you figure out some necessities about getting moved and about what things cost. Because 
part of the planning and why it doesn't happen is I've heard nine and a half out of 10 people say, I just don't know what things cost. And so I have a little sort of cheat sheet in there for you to help you at least give you a guideline of the low, medium, and high, and you can figure out sort of where you'd like to fall and make a plan. And if you don't have the money now, it's okay. Start planning for it. Start saying, okay, well, to do what I want to do in this room, I probably need about X amount. And what would I have to set aside maybe each month to kind of get there by a certain date? Just make a plan. That's all I'm saying. You know, we all have to plan. It's it's hard to do all of this at once, and I understand that. So I hope this gets you thinking. We're going to cover mindset and home a lot, lot more. I'm going to have, like I said, expert interviews come on and talk further about it. So I wanted to plant the seed in this episode to sort of lay the groundwork of what I consider to be the root of the problem as to why your home is remaining unfurnished. So start thinking about it. We'll have future conversations about it. And I actually can't wait to have some future discussions about it and bring some other people on the podcast to have some conversations. To celebrate the launch of this show, I am going to be giving away some great prizes to four lucky winners. One winner is going to get a pair of AirPod Pros, and the other three winners are going to get a $100 gift card to either Serena and Lily, Restoration Hardware, or Amazon.com. You get to choose. So three lucky listeners who subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes will receive these. It doesn't have to be a five-star review, although I sure hope you do love this show. I want your feedback so I can create an awesome show that provides tons of value to you. So visit jillcalmaninteriors.com slash podcast launch to learn more about the contest and how to enter. I'll be announcing the winners on the show in an upcoming episode. From my home to yours, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.